So, man, you know what happened this week? Um, I'll give you a hint. This is the first episode that we've had of April. Um, I ummed a lot. I'm sure you did. Um, but oh, I just ummed. Crap! April Fool's Day happened. This is 8-Bit, episode 73, discriminating against the past, on Sunday, April 6, 2014. And now, it's a good thing that Ryan doesn't listen. Ha! Huh. I might not be listening, but I edit this show. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker. So, Ian. Yes? I take it you haven't seen uh, Captain America Winter Soldier yet. Um, no, but I want to. Hey, do you want to go see it? Maybe not, or maybe this next weekend, Miss Sarah. Sure. Don't they? Is it, is it, is it called Captain America 2? No. no. They actually have like not been putting 2s in any of their sequels except for the Iron Man ones. Oh. Which I, which I think is kind of cool, but harder to keep track of. Um, oh my gosh, I just saw it last night, and I think other than The Avengers, it's my favorite Marvel movie so far. Uh, and especially since like it... Holy crap. It has so many implications for the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, you know, tie-in show that mm. they've been running all year. Um, I'm kind of worried to watch the next episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I don't know how it's going to have changed. Like, I, I can't see how the show can continue in the manner that it's been going now that this <coughs> has happened. Like, it's just insane. Mm. Well, I mean, I need to get started on watching that show. I've been wanting to. So, yeah. I mean, the the Marvel Universe is kind of something that you need to keep up on everything if you want to, you know, like, like watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after watching the, uh, the Captain America movie would be completely different from watching everything as they're coming out. Yeah. Um, so I don't... <sighs> I mean, I've watched the first three Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to watch the rest. Oh, but they just and and we just watched the latest Agents of Shield episode as well, and that so that episode actually came out before the movie came out, and between those two, there's just so much crazy stuff going on that I'm really really worried about what's gonna happen in the future. But uh, like I feel like my world is falling apart here, but it's just because I've been so invested in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Maybe I need to step away for a bit. Take a breather. Go play a video game. Hey, that's a good idea. I love video games. <laughs> hey, wait, what's the show supposed to be about again? Um, well, 8-bit, that implies something about electronics that are old and probably... It's about food. It's about food. Food. 8-bit eight, eight equals one bite. Right, yes. I've never heard that joke used before. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Before we get into the video game news, everybody who's listening, <coughs> if you want to see all of our show notes, go to thenexus.tv slash eb73, because that's where all of the links will be. Um, so, first thing, actually, t- speaking of TV, um, Game Jam was a... It was supposed to be a reality TV show, um, I believe is actually going to be airing on YouTube, not on, on television television. Um, but it was going to be a show that would bring awareness of the process of independent game development to the limelight. Um, unfortunately, something went terribly wrong with it. The, uh, the contracts that they sent to all the game developers were pretty terrible. Um, for example, the, the studio wanted the right to rep- misrepresent the contestants for the sake of drama, and all of the contestants had to drink Mountain Dew, and they were like, obligated to travel to be on the show, and if they lived within 200 miles, they weren't going to be, like, compensated for plane tickets or anything. Um, also, like, the studio, the, the the television studio seemed to have no respect for the developers that they had on the show, um, and so basically, like, everybody just walked out on the first day of shooting. And, uh, yeah, none of them, I think one person signed the contract beforehand, and they kind of regretted it. But, um, yeah, I don't think that this show is going to be happening. No. No, I, at least I hope not. If they're going to... No, companies that treat their people that badly should not allowed to be... Well, should not allowed to be pioneers in anything. And I, so, obviously, 
to get the full story, go and read the the articles that we have linked because uh, obviously I can't go into all of it. But like, it sounds like there were a lot of people involved. You know, the the people who went and and tried to get these game developers to be on the show had it. You know, were were well intentioned. Um, but there was just it seems like there was a huge lack of communication. You know, and things just kind of fell apart, hmm. which sucks. Yeah, I suppose. Because it sounds like a great concept. Yeah. Well, that could be really interesting. So, I mean, I've always honestly wondered what happens at those little game jams. So. Yeah. All right. Um, however, so although that's not going to be coming out, we have a delay for another thing that looks kind of interesting. So the game Daylight, it's it's going to be what looks to be a first-person horror game. Um, we've talked about it a little bit before on the show because it's the one that has the Twitch integration thing where you can have people meow at you randomly. Oh, Twitch. Is this the the first game that's we're gonna see from Unreal Engine Four? Yes. Okay. One of the first major releases to use Unreal Engine Four, so it's gonna be pretty. Um, but uh, so it's been pushed back a little bit. It's actually been pushed back until April 29th, so just a little later this month. Oh. Um, but that's for the sake of making it scarier. They're gonna be adding in um, apparently some extra things. Uh, yeah, it's. Let's see. It's taken extra time to make sure all the scare cues are properly implemented for maximum player effect. So it's making sure... It's taking a little extra time to do it right and make sure that you actually get scared. Right. And, I mean, the game... So it's first one on Unreal 4. They're taking a little extra time to actually make sure that they do it right. And it's only, like, 15 bucks um, and only 10 if you actually order it. Yeah. Oh! Hmm. Well. So... I'm not going to have time to play it. (laughs) I was... Considering buying it for a good ten seconds, and then I realized that I'm not going to be able to play it uh, for a very long time. Well, I mean, if you buy it, I'll, I'll I should have access to your Steam library, and then I can. <laughs> no, remember that didn't that didn't work. I need well, to look no. into that. You can try yeah. it. Pretty yeah, good. I'm not. Hey, I'm not going to finance your entire like <laughs> game library. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm, I'm not your poor. sugar daddy. I have to go to Europe. You had to go to Europe, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. So, something that uh, even if you're poor, you can probably afford uh, is a $100 set-top box. Um, and that's what Amazon's uh, Fire TV turns out to be. Um, so, you remember the that controller that we saw leaked a couple of year, a weeks ago? Um, yeah. And, you know, we... I uh, I think we also thought that it was going to be kind of like a Chromecast. Um, turns out it's much more similar to a Roku or a um, or an Apple TV than to a Chromecast because uh, it's this it's this little square um, comes with a remote uh, and it's it they they're focusing on video streaming for the Amazon Fire TV. Um, so obvious obviously you know the main service that they're promoting is Amazon Instant, but they also have Netflix and Hulu. Um, I don't think that they have HBO Go. Um, But then, in addition to that, they are also (coughs) introducing uh, some gaming to it. So this is an Android-based device, similar to the Ouya, um, but (laughs) it sounds like they already have, like, a much better selection of games on it. For example, Minecraft Pocket Edition is going Mm -hmm. to be... uh, is there at launch. Um, I think... The Walking Dead season one comes with the device. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and season two and like uh, the Wolf Among Us are going to be coming soon. Um, they're suppo- they're they're saying that in like within a couple of months they're going to have thousands of games available on it. Um, although and and most of the games will be you know like a dollar to two dollars. Um, but a lot of the games are going to require uh the controller in order to play them, and the controller costs an extra $40 on top of the $100. So it is a little bit more expensive for gaming than the Ouya, but it sounds like it's a much better option than the Ouya, because it actually has, like, real games on it. Yeah. Do it. Do I it just, now! You know what I kind of wish? I wish that it wasn't, you know, Amazon's closed system, though, because uh, a lot of people have been using the Ouya as an emulator, you know, to play old Nintendo games and whatnot. Um, and also, if it wasn't a closed system, then we could get, like, Google Play games, like games that I've bought from Google for my Android devices. I might be able to install those on it, but that's not the case. 
Oh, well. So it has its ups and downs, just like everything in life. Right, but why can't they just make a perfect device? Eh. Um, because there is no perfect device. I, I will make a perfect device. <laughs> Actually, as Austin just said, it's called a PC. No. PC Master Race, whoop! Well, I mean, yeah... I've been thinking about this actually recently, and there really is no just simple thing that you you know that's meant for plugging into the TV uh, for 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 all of the stuff that I want, right? The right. the only thing that I can do that I can plug in that I am guaranteed to have all of the stuff that I want is a PC, but then the interface will suck. Yep. <coughs> Unless you're so, snuffy. So I can either have what? What does snuffy do? Uh, I don't know. I, you'd have to ask him, but I saw somebody playing Civ Five on one of his big HD TVs, and it looked gorgeous. It looked like it was just a regular computer monitor. Okay. Did did the game look any different than what it normally looks like on a PC? Oh, okay. Well, then it well yes. It but I mean, out, but... but you know, like what I'm saying is navigating from the game to like watching a video or whatever on whatever else you know, whatever other service you want to watch the video on, like that process is going to be much more of a hassle on a TV because you're going to have to be using a mouse and a keyboard and everything, and that's not really ideal for sitting on a couch in front of a TV. I don't know. Wireless stuff does that. I mean, I, I had my computer set up in my room such that I could lay down sideways on my bed then just using a wireless mouse and keyboard to take care of everything. Yeah, but all, all the text is going to be tiny. You're not going to be able to read anything. You know what I mean? I suppose. I wasn't reading anything, though. I was watching stuff. Yes, but you have to get into that thing. You have to get to the watching point. Like, it's much, much easier to do that from, like, uh, I mean, I, I'd say that the golden standard in terms of interface is the Chromecast because, you know, <coughs> having my phone in my hand just go, okay, I'm going to choose a thing from a list on my phone, boom, it happens on the TV. Um, and then, you know, the the interface is just perfect because I don't even have to look at the TV for the interface. I have, you know, I have my phone in my hand. Um, can't do that with a PC. No. Unfortunately. No. Yeah. All right. Um. Oh, and uh, kind of related to the Amazon Apple TV, um, Amazon Game Studios, they've been hiring up a bunch of talent, including uh, Kim Swift, who was one of the original makers of Portal, and she also was the designer on Quantum Conundrum. Um, Clint Hawking, who worked on Far Cry 2, Splinter Sail, Chaos Theory, and uh, Eric Nyland, who was the author of a few Halo t- uh, novels. I think I've read them. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if he wrote the one that you let me borrow back in, like, freshman year of high school, um, but he's he's written a few of them. Um, so those... And and the whole development team at Double Helix, who uh, are the makers of Killer Instinct, um, they've all been bought by uh, Amazon Game Studios, so they're presumably working on titles for the Amazon Fire TV and the you know, Fire tablets. <clears throat> Supposedly. Yeah. Like, we can't know for sure, but we know that Amazon Game Studios is making stuff for those. Yeah. All right. Um... Let's see, so, although they're going to have be having a bunch of stuff that's in development, something that's pretty much out of development, now we're just waiting for it to go through Greenlight, and that's the announcement, is that it's actually finally on its way to Greenlight. Um, there's the game called Frontiers, which is a first-person game. It looks like it has um, some, well, it, it has RPG elements. It's, it's, it's an RPG, um, but its main selling point is that it's based all around exploration. So it, it looks like it's going to have like more of an open world and more of an explorable stuff than like Skyrim almost. Wow. Or at least on that scale anyway. So it was kickstarted, I believe, last year. Um, and it secured over actually uh, 1.5K on Kickstarter. 1,500? Yeah. Sorry, 150,000. <laughs> okay. That's a little bit more impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. NyQuil. In case yeah. you can't tell it. Math. No, it's not math. It's Nyquil. There's a difference. I'm 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 a little decimals. ill. Decimals. I'm a little ill, in case you couldn't tell. So, I mean, good thing of that is that I'm a bass. But I digress. Um, so, um, not a bass. <coughs> You're not a fish. But bass. Ian's heard that joke too many times. What? Oh, goodness. Bass oh, that following you up. Fish. 
Just like with Chewie's brother, we would call him Bass because he hated it. Oh boy. And anyway. <laughs> I like how no one acknowledged it. Oh, I did. I just... If you guys want to have a conversation, you can take it to another room. So. Children. Children. <laughs> so, uh, Frontiers, uh, exploration based RPG. Um, was kickstarted last year is coming um, to Steam Greenlight, so it looks like it's going to be really cool, and I want to get it. That does look Long cool. story short, it looks cool, and I want to get it, and it's on its way to letting me get it. You know what else looks cool and is on its way to letting me get it? Huh. Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor. That was the the game that basically everybody is saying looks like uh, Assassin's Creed set in Lord of the Rings. Um, we now know that it is coming out on October seventh which is, once again, making mid-October one of the busiest times of the year for AAA game releases, because we also have um, Batman Arkham Knight coming out on the 7th, and my birthday is happening like three days later, so I'll have plenty to do on my birthday week. What was the one that I was saying I might get you as a birthday present? Probably Arkham Knight. Probably. Yeah. That's right, because I wasn't on uh, the episode that you guys originally talked about Arkham Knight. Oh, because that was 69! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was really four weeks ago? That's yeah, amazing. Look. look. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> so, ignoring the children in the room. Um, actually... Hold up, hold up. If you're dating one of the children, doesn't that make you a pedophile? Zing! Zing. <laughs> I just can't win, can I? Nope. No, well, I'll just have to take over <laughs> later. Anyway. Um, so... Talking about um, children, going back to our childhoods. <laughs> do you see the segue? See the segue? All right. Um, oh yes, I do. So uh, a game that came out when we were younger is called Age of Mythology. So it's mm-hmm. Age of Empires set um, with well, I guess within a bunch of places that are known specifically for the mythology that they have. So the Greeks, the Egyptians, the Norse, um, stuff like that. Um, what childhood did you have? <laughs> what do you mean, what childhood did I have? Playing Age of Mythology heard... as a child is legit. Yeah. I've never heard of this. Sort of what? Age, Age of, of Mythology? mythology? I know of it. Yeah. I never played it, but I know of it. Uh, shush! You're ruining my segue! <laughs> Why? You can't ride a Segway into dorms. I definitely remember playing uh, Age of Empires, Age of Kings on your DS. Unfortunately, I don't think that they had a, an Age of Mythology on the DS. No. It looks like a Zoom Tycoon but, uh, sort of environment. What? What? No. <laughs> what? No. I don't know. I've never played this game, but look at it. You can, like, overlook... The city and the and the pyramids and yeah. Do you know why? Why and the people it's a that strategy make strategy game. This is called oh. a real time strategy. Oh my god! I know. Okay. <laughs> so this is where you make an army and then you fight other armies with your army in real time. It doesn't usually time. happen in the tycoon games. What <laughs> happened in the tycoon games? I don't think there's such thing as no. zoo tycoon. Because a lion like grows up in animals for four hours. I always win. So what's the news about Age of Mythology? (laughs) My gosh, I can't have anything nice, can I? Alright, so... You know know what you could have? You could have a headset, and then you wouldn't have to be bothered by that. I broke. Don't worry, I'll stop bothering you once I finish. (laughs) (laughs) You know the problems that she makes for me? First she interrupts my podcast. No, actually, first she broke my headset, and now she's interrupting my podcast. He invited me to, to come sit and join the podcast, so he's like, hey, Sarah, we're about to start the podcast. Really, you should sit down. Way, if you want the new uh, head, pair of headphones, I have a spare. Okay. So, oh. okay. It's kind of lousy. In the meantime, Age of Mythology news. Age of Mythology. When was it first made? <laughs> Go away. Tell me that. Go away. Well played. I'm guessing um, you're reading off the front so, Age of Mythology, um, it's going to be coming to Steam in, or sorry, Extended Edition is going to be coming to Steam this May, so next month. Um, so sort of like last year's Age of Empires 2 HD, um, it includes the game expansion, so Age of the Titans, um, and then it also improves or a whole bunch of graphical improvements, um, probably some interface improvements, stuff like that. So it's just a souped-up version of the game that many of us know and want. So... 
Yeah, I have a few friends who every time that we have like a land party, they suggest Age of Mythology, and nobody, nobody but them has it. But they're like, oh, I have, you know, I have a, a a cracked version of it on my thumb drive. We can just copy the files over, and everybody can have it on the computer. And we can all play it together. And it's like, well, it would be much easier if we actually could like all actually own it, you know, yeah. already. Um, yeah. Another game that came out a while ago, and it's actually easy to forget that Half Life Two came out. 10 years ago, um, until somebody goes and recreates the opening level in the Unreal 3 engine, and turns out it looks way more gorgeous than the original game did. Um, <coughs> out, like, all of those reflections, the high-resolution textures, um, man, it's just, like, I can't believe that uh, that just a few years ago I was playing Half-Life 2 and going, oh, this is the coolest-looking game ever! Yeah. And with good reason, it still looks good. Uh, I played it recently, and I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> look at the ground!" Ooh, look at, uh. I mean, it came out in 2004. I'm allowed to look at it with uh, a little bit of cringing. My gosh! And I thought we were elitist about just by our consoles, but now we're even discriminating against ourselves. What are we coming to? No, no, no! I'm just discriminating, discriminating against the past. That's no big deal. So your ancestors suck. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Take that, Dad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, Unreal Engine 4 is what we talked about a little bit because, hey, it's going to be coming out soon, and it's one of the big next big things. Um, one of the other really big things that should be able to utilize it really, really well because it's specifically for visual things is the Oculus Rift, which we tend to talk about a lot on this show as well. Um, so Oculus... Yeah, Oculus VR, the guys who have been making it, hired um, another Valve VR expert. So so essentially the VR guy at Valve. So this um, this guy's particular name is Aaron Nichols. Uh, Valve actually got him originally from Microsoft, and he's worked on Gears of War and Halo 3, so he has some good titles under his belt. Um, so I don't know, I guess I kind of threw this one in here because you threw in the one about the other hiring person. But Right, right. Same time, it's like, Oculus VR is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and they're hiring better and better known employees with some really good resumes. And they can afford to do that now that they're owned by Facebook. Yeah, so I'm excited. So, Soma has a new trailer out. Uh, This one reveals the game's setting, an underwater research base, which apparently has been flooded. Um... That wasn't exactly what I was expecting, given, you know, that the previous trailers all had the theme of machines that think they're people, so I was kind of thinking, like, uh, <laughs> either either space or, you know, some sort of uh, on-land research facility, you know, in the future. But nope, we're, we're underwater. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Beware of rapture. Yeah. Speaking of rapture. Speaking of rapture. Um, so, uh, Bioshock. Infinite Burial, let's see, we've talked about a lot on the show, because, hey, Bioshock Infinite is probably one of our combined favorite games. Oh, yeah. And I'm very sorry that I haven't played Burial at Sea Episode 2 yet. I don't know why I didn't take time this week to do that, but... Uh... Well, something that you can do to pump yourself up for it. Oh, yes. Uh, Irrational Games has posted um, three different songs on SoundCloud from, uh, specifically from... Um, Burial oh, let's see. Episode the, 2. The Little Sisters song, <laughs> which is like a nun leading a bunch of little sisters in. You know, if it were the Little Sisters singing What Do You Do With a Drunken Sailor, <laughs> I would laugh so hard because that was the that's the song that I have from uh, Dishonored. <laughs> yeah, no, I would pee myself. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see, the Pi song, which actually I think is my favorite out of them, it says it's in the style of a 50s folk protest song. Hmm. Um, and I, as I said, I like it a lot. And then uh, Old Man Winter Jingle. Um, and again, we the Old Man Winter is actually a really kind of amusing thing with the story behind it because it was a plasmid that was not in the original games. That was taken and um, it was based off of some fan art that was done. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And it so was integrated it- really really well into the game. Is this jingle, uh, like, the kind that you would hear when when buying Old Man Winter? Like, the, the promotional in-game? Um, jingle I'm not sure. Separately. Do you want to listen to it? Uh, we'll, we'll listen to it later. Yeah. 
Um, meantime, I mean, and everybody can go and listen to those easy because we have a link to it. Yeah, go okay. see. So Twitch is putting <coughs> out uh, a new group chat uh, functionality. It'll be, you know, invite-only chat rooms um, that will exist separate from any channel chat. Right now, that feature is in beta for members of the Twitch partner program, but um, hopefully they'll be rolling it out to everybody else soon. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure what people would be using this for exactly, but, you know, I mean, Twitch is a, is a platform. It's, easy, it's nice to be able to communicate with others on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe aiming for more of, like, um, I guess more of the community side of, like, Steam and whatnot, maybe. Right. So Steam has some chat stuff, but Twitch would be better, so... And know. if you know somebody only from Twitch, you know, being able to chat with them on Twitch without having to be in a channel with them is a good yeah. thing. Yeah, that'd be very important. All right, so do you know what else Twitch is? Other than uh, the movement. No. Twitch is also a character in League of Legends who is a rat. Yes. Wielding a gun. Yes. Do you know what else has a rat wielding two guns? Um, Assassin's Creed 2. Nope. <laughs> Not quite. Something called Mordheim. All right, Mordheim, um, City of the Damned, is a turn-based strategy game that's based off of Warhammer 40,000. Um, is this an official uh, based off of Warhammer 40,000, or is this like a fan-made based off of uh, Let's see. Mordheim is one of Game Workshop's more obscure Warhammer fantasy spin-off projects. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm oh, sorry, yeah, you're right. It's not tied to 40K, but it's still I Warhammer. Uh so it's uh, set in a city obliterated by, by a magic meteorite. So the precious segment or precious fragments of said meteorite called Wordstone have drawn bandits and adventurers from every corner of the world. Um, so the ones that are defending it are the rats, mm-hmm. e rats, it seems, um, with guns, guns dual wielding flintlock pistols. Um, so just. I don't know, it looks like a big army fighting over that whole thing, so it looks like it could be really interesting, but it it also looks sort of like it's going to be um, similar to uh, the Fire Emblem series in that you have to level up specific characters. There's a lot more character specialization. <coughs> but you have to level up each specific characters for this turn-based strategy, and then when they're dead, they're dead. Hmm. And it is possible to um, dismember them. So, like, if you... If you fail on a mission, some of your units might lose various limbs. So oh you might have a one-legged guy hobbling around, or a one-armed guy hobbling this way or that way, <laughs> or or someone who's muttering, "Tis only a flesh wound," um, <laughs> with only two arms. Man, they don't get uh, they don't get off easy, do they? No, they don't. We have to just send them right back into the fray. No, yeah. I mean, only if you're as heartless as I am. Well. Yeah, we want to address that. Um, <laughs> over the last day, uh, we've gotten pretty used to seeing the Powered by GameSpy logo uh, on our games. But as of May 31st this year, GameSpy will be ceasing all hosting services. That is probably going to affect a lot of games, um, though a lot of the recent ones are sure to get updates that you know will replace GameSpy with something else. But that, like, that begs the question, like, who gets to decide how recent a game has to be in order for it to, you know, get upgraded to whatever the the new service is? You know, who gets to decide when to su- shut off the servers for a particular game? Yeah. I mean, uh, that's that's one of the things that I kind of bugs me about multiplayer gaming is that you know it it shifts so fast like in 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 terms of physical you know like tabletop gaming you know games don't go obsolete in video gaming they kind of do yeah oh. yeah oh yeah you didn't notice what I did there at all did you no were you doing something with your face no no I mean what's not to do with my face it's stretchy oh you were just saying yes and no oh yeah over and over again. It was just, oh yeah, it wasn't yes or no, it was just, oh yeah. <laughs> alright, um, alright. So, hey Buck, what's a game that you've really gotten into recently that's massively multiplayer and has boobs everywhere? Wait, ma- massive? Wait, has boobs everywhere? Not, not, no, not boobs. 
booms, as in explosions. Booms. Oh, massively multiplayer with boom. Wait, I haven't gotten into any massively multiplayer games. Yes, you have. They just have um, matches, ones that are short matches. Oh! One of four different games. Okay, yeah, you're probably talking about World of Tanks or World of Warplanes, but since you said booms, I'm guessing World of Tanks. Yes. Yes. Wargaming. The guys who came out with World of Tanks, um, they're trying to get more and more into the eSports spotlight, and so they've actually stepped up the amount that they're going to be um, investing into eSports. Mm-hmm. So they've actually bumped it up from um, $8 million last year up to $10 million. <coughs> Good NyQuil. What? Good NyQuil. Uh, I need more NyQuil. <laughs> but I've already taken twice the... Twice the recommended. <laughs> yeah, you should probably uh, stop that now. But I mean, it's for a twelve-year-old and bigger. So, considering that twelve-year-olds are like half my size. Were you half this size when you were twelve? Uh, I don't know, but you definitely were. <laughs> Seeing as you're half my size now. Yeah. So maybe I was like a quarter of your size when I was twelve. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. World of Tanks um, tournaments, it's been going in popularity, so it's investing more. I like it how they have like an entire section of their company that's just dedicated to doing esports things. Esports, yeah. it's in the game. <laughs> wait, wait a second. No, that was EA. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Let so, me mess up my own things. Here's here's another <laughs> uh, people getting hired news uh, article. Amy Hennig who was the creative director for the Uncharted games, very good games that I haven't gotten to play because they're only on PlayStation. Um, Which we have now. She's, yes, shut up. Shut up. I can't, ugh. People with your nice things. Um, so she's joined Visceral Games, the makers of uh, the Dead Space games, to work on their unannounced Star Wars game. So that's that's a pairing that I can definitely get behind. Because it's unannounced, but we definitely know what's happening, so we're still leaking stuff about it. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, that's a funny phrase, unannounced, because, like, we don't know the title of it, we don't know anything about it, we just know that, it's there. you know, EA has the rights to, to <coughs> Star Wars and that they have Visceral Games working on a Star Wars game. Yeah. All right, um, so let's see. Uh, I can't really think of a good segue for this one. I, I blame the NyQuil. All right, so, uh, Guild Wars 2. Um, so, uh, I believe it, we, we talked about this not that long ago, that it finished its global story. Yes. Community story. Well, one of its ones. The big one so far. Yeah, obviously they have to keep doing story things, otherwise people will lose interest. Yeah. Um, so, they're, in order to encourage more players to come into the game, they're actually going to be offering a sizable discount. Um, the discount is good for both the digital heroic and digital deluxe versions of the games. Um, uh, let's see. But it is a 50% discount. And that is lasting until April 13th. So that's that's a week from today. So if you guys listen to our podcast, if this isn't a backlog that you're listening to, get on that because that game is worth getting. As I'm I'm, sure I'm I may have to do that. I'll play with you. Yeah, I know you will. I don't even like her. I've been putting off getting that game because uh, <coughs> I knew that I probably wouldn't get around to playing it for a while. But it's been a while, so maybe I'll get it now. Yeah, it's worth playing. Definitely worth playing. Just need to get my warrior up to snuff. Mm-hmm. And oh man, and then Ryan and Matt will start bugging me about that if I start playing it. Yep, yep. This is going to be a good thing in my life. <laughs> What's a good thing that Ryan doesn't listen to podcasts? <laughs> well, he's usually here, but yeah, yeah. So. I found another unique game idea. Um, this game is called Mind Path to Thalamus. In it, you are playing as a man who is trapped in his own mind because he's in a coma. Um, and so you'll be, like, all of the environments that you're seeing are, you know, just constructs of his mind. Um, so you'll be solving puzzles by apparently changing the weather in these environments, you know, and changing the seasons in order to make different things happen. Um, I'm not sure what exactly kinds of puzzles they are going to be, um, but he has a really nice uh, trailer um, up on his uh, his Steam Greenlight page. Yeah. So let's watch that. I'm down. Give me a quick sec.
How many times will I kill her? Yeah, so I'm not sure what it means, how many times will I kill her, or, you know, the, the quote about the lily and the rose, but, yeah, it got my interest. And, I mean, I like the music a lot already. Oh, yes. And th those environments, man, like, they were they were really surreal. Like, we had, um, the, the one that I saw your expression change at the most was uh, this desert, it was like half desert, and then there appeared to be like a giant tidal wave coming towards the desert, but it's frozen. Yeah. I mean, you can freeze time, too? I don't know. Uh, I, I couldn't tell if it was just, yeah, frozen in time or frozen, like, ice frozen. Maybe just crystals. Yeah, no, this looks gorgeous. Holy cow. I I, I will hop on the Steam Greenlight and... And vote that up. And vote that up, yeah. That's it's worth voting up. <laughs> <clears throat> so, wow. Well, I'm, I'm pumped for that now. Alright, um... Oh, yeah. Hey, Austin. Yeah, he's plugged in. Alright, so he you know, he would be excited to hear this. Right when we want him to talk, he's not paying attention. <laughs> oh, well, what can you do? Um, so, Hearthstone, one of Austin's favorite things to talk about. Nope, still not getting his attention. <laughs> um, uh, they have, because, hey, it's a TCG thing, um, they actually launched a mobile app specifically for the iPad. Um, now, it's only available in certain regions, so it says in Australia, now, New Zealand, and Canada. By, by an app, do you mean like a tie-in app, or is this actually the full game? This is the full game. Okay, cool. And I'm assuming it's still free as well, but... That would be ideal. <laughs> but yeah, so I, everything back to the iPad 2 All right. can play it, so... You can go and get your Hearthstone on. You know, Hearthstone seems like something that they could make like an HTML5 version of, because then I could play it on my Chromebook. Wouldn't surprise me. Shoot them a message. See what they think of it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, sh I'm sure that's something that it's it's not like they have n not thought of that, you know, already as a possibility. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure if they don't do that, then they have their reasons. Shoot them a message. See see what they think. Okay, fine, I will. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> That'd be really cool if they responded too. That would. I'd be so excited. <laughs> um, so like the Elder Scrolls and then yes, Blizzard. Am I, I? Is that moving up or down in the world? Um, Maybe sideways. We'll sorry. go with sideways. Yeah, we don't want to offend anybody. Because they're both fantastic. Oh yes. So um, the Elder Scrolls Online, uh, I, that's coming out. Either it's already out or it's coming out this week or something. Um, okay, cool. Sure. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the kind of game that I really want to get because it's, uh, you know, to me it just looks like another generic MMO with a subscription model. So not really, not really worth it. Um, but at least it's brought us some awesome cinematic trailers to watch. Uh, so the latest one celebrates, obviously, the game's launch. Um, and I'm not sure if it's going to be the last cinematic trailer that they're doing, um, but it seems to kind of, it, it, you know, it culminates the story that they've been telling so far in the cinematic trailers, and it's, I think, the last part of setting up what, you know, the what the world is going to be like when players start playing. Yeah. And it looks great. Yeah. I mean, most trailers do this, but they're good at it. <laughs> All right. Um... Final thing. Oh, yeah. Something that I have not experienced and something that nobody will have to experience again, um, hopefully. But so there was a really, really, really weird bug with the game that I really wish I'd been able to play already um, called Thief. Um, so Thief had this issue. I still haven't finished it because <laughs> I haven't been playing games because I'm pathetic. Yes, you are pathetic, but I love you anyway. Aw. <clears throat> Most days. All right. Um, continuing. So... 
Um, so Thief was having this really weird issue where um, you would save it, and then um, the calculations on the date were getting mixed up. So if you save, let's see. According to the article that I have pulled up here, basically it's an issue with the mathematical mathematical calculations of timestamps from March 30th, excuse me, through April 2nd, which meant systems didn't recognize the most recent timestamp and instead took the previous timestamp save, restarting the level. So if you saved your game on March 30th, you may have experienced a disruption yesterday on April 1st, and if you saved your game on March 31st, you may have experienced disruption yesterday, April 1st, and today, April 2nd. So, um... So strangely, it seems like it only affected up through April second, through that weird little time period. That is I have very no strange. I have no idea why, but so it it should be okay um, from here on out. Hopefully. Hopefully, until we find another one. Yes. Until next time. Play more games. I'm sorry, that was a Will Wheaton. Only on the Price Is Right. So, and you know what happened this week? Um, I'll give you a hint. This is the first episode that we've had of April. Um, I ummed a lot? I'm sure you did. Um, but, oh, I just ummed. Crap. April Fool's Day happened. Uh, and the I've April- never heard of that before. <laughs> well, then you must have been very confused on, like, Tuesday, because, man, oh, man, did those gaming companies go to town with these. So... <laughs> Let's just, uh, I made a little list of, of some of the, my favorite April Fool's Day jokes from gaming companies. Razer, uh, they made a third-person camera drone that, so, so it's, it, it like has a housing on a gauntlet on your wrist, and then you, you know, send out the, the drone so that it can give you a different perspective on the world. Uh, presumably for for the purpose of making your life into a third-person action game. Um, and they had lots of other uh, uh, possible uses for it, but that was that was the main one. It was pretty funny. Yeah, that seems amazing. Let's see, the next one on the list. Um, Guild Wars 2 bobblehead characters. Wait, that's not a real thing? It was. Actually, in the game, it was the, all of the player characters had bobbleheads, giant heads that bobbed around for a day. It's fantastic. And I think you missed it. Yes, yes, I did. I was on You're tour. in Texas, yeah. I was busy with jazz. World of Warplanes. Oh, this I actually got to play with this one a little bit. The World of Warplanes, eh, they introduced UFOs into the game. And <laughs> the, the UFOs actually kind of suck. They don't have a lot of hit points, uh, so they die really fast. But they have lasers, which are much easier to aim because you you don't have to like lead your shots at all. They basically instantly get to where you're shooting. Um, and I think I think the UFOs are available all week, so they might still be there. Hmm. Um, Watch it become a permanent thing. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Sort of like how I'm hoping that Earth does. But we'll talk about Earth in a little while. Oh yeah. All right. So speaking of other acronyms, um, Blizzard made fun of their pattern of using the acronym HOTS. By announcing StarCraft II Herald of the Stars. <laughs> Minecraft, oh man, Minecraft was my favorite. So they replaced all of the sounds in the game with some dude's voice, like, basically narrating what you were doing. So if you were walking on grass, he would go, grass, 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 wood, 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 chop, dig, dig, dig. I am a pig, oink, water, there is water here, splash, water. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Sounds um, stupid and, anno- and and I love it at the same time. Also, all of the players' skins were replaced by like a villager skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, oh, also during the like the main menu where you know they have Minecraft and then the Minecraft logo and then you know the the random text up there. Um, yeah. <laughs> the background music was replaced by, once again, that guy's voice doing the Game of Thrones theme song. <laughs> so they're not a fan of humor at all, no. <laughs> Mojang has no sense of humor. All right. So, hey, you said you got to play around with the World of Warplanes. Mm-hmm. Something that I've been able to play around with is the League of Legends Ultra Rapid Fire, or Earth. 
as it's named sort of, after the manatee. Yes, named after the manatee, Earth. Um, so the running joke originally is that Earth was a rejected champion in League of Legends. Um, no, he was scheduled to eventually go on and play, but then he was eaten by Warwick. Um, <laughs> sadly. Uh, so he's sort of one of the community's beloved characters, and so Earth Ultra Rapid Fire became a thing. Um, well, or at least for this particular April Fool's Day season. And what it is, is you get this buff. I don't remember what exactly that it's called, or what exactly it's called, but it was ridiculous. Um, it was like the uber buff of awesomeness or something like that. And so all the different things that are listed off in what it does for you are all in different colors, so it looks like a rainbow. Um, so it's 80% cooldown on everything. So that means that you can spam your spells as if they were your auto attacks for some champions. Um, let's see, you get bonus movement speed, so you don't have to actually buy movement speed items. You can focus on other things. Um, unlimited mana. Yep. Now, yep. there was actually a limit as to what you could do with that. I found out. I used a champion who... Um, um, or I, I, I enjoyed using a particular champion whose main thing was turn into a bird. Okay. Um, and then you would go out and essentially attack people as said bird. His name is Swain. Um, and the, for his ultimate ability... What it the mana cost for that is that it increases every second. So I didn't necessarily think about this, but I turned it on and thought I'd be able to be the Everbird. Oh. But the the mana per second, um, it actually increases the longer you have it up. And so it got to a point where the mana that it was costing per second was more than my maximum mana. Okay. And so it actually shut off. So there were some limits. Interesting. And I mean, and then I just waited for two seconds for it to go back off the cooldown, and then pop it again, and I'm Everbird. Basically, okay, okay, <clears throat> yeah. Um, let's see. Big attack speed bonus, as well as um, critical hits do extra damage. Um, so it's just all absolutely ridiculous and stupid and fantastically so. Sounds like the biggest Charlie Fox trot ever. Oh yeah, no, there was. Um, so I was playing with Matthew Ernst, and uh, one of the characters that's sort of permabanned is Hecarim, who's giant um, centaur, essentially. An undead centaur, like headless horseman sort of centaur. Um, he got, I believe his nickname for this mode is Helicopter Pony. <laughs> because there's an ability that's on such low cooldown that you can just constantly use it, and it's one where he twirls his spear and does a bunch of damage around him. So I don't believe he died at all that game. <laughs> and we just went ham. So, I mean, anyone else with, like, a global global ultimate was just stupid, so... Karthus. I played a game with Karthus. Karthus was stupid. Every 20 seconds. Boom. So, as you can hear the, 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 the voice in the background saying... <laughs> oh, I can hear him clearly. <laughs> Karthus is another champion that's on there. His, his ultimate so ability fun. is that it is called Requiem. It calls down an attack that hits everybody or all the enemy champions on the map, no matter where they are. That's ridiculous. And oftentimes, if you're playing someone squishy, it's for like half your health. So every 20 seconds, Requiem! 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 <laughs> that beats five chest lasers at once any day. Iron Man would, pref would beg to differ, but he doesn't beg. He doesn't beg, he just tells. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, Phil Fish went on Twitter to tell us that uh, Fez 2 is back on. Woo. If only. That'd be nice. Um, oh, yes. And then, of course, Goat Simulator happened. Uh, and that is the biggest, like, April Fool's Day jokes that isn't a joke, but it is a joke, you know, because it's a real game that came out, but, like... You know, it's a game that you'll probably be interested in for about a half an hour, and then uh, you'll have done everything that there is to do in the game. Austin has it. It's it's of wonderful. Course. It's it's totally more than half an hour's entertainment. It's a solid hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> <laughs> for ten dollars. But it's it's actually that that two hours is actually worth ten dollars totally. All right. Or you know, just borrowing it from a friend or whatever. 
Yeah, that's that's more likely what I'm going to go with. <laughs> so I'm going to have to hop on your laptop at some point in time. That's here. fine. The, um, and yeah, the game is atrociously bad. My laptop barely runs. The the, the menu screen's actually worse than the actual game. Like, that's the actual game runs kind of okay. The menu screen just doesn't run. Well, I know what you should do. We should share our Steam libraries, and then I can right. play it on this game. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. We might have to get fraps for that. Fraps. You mean frappuccinos? I'm going to go. Oh. I'm I'm uh, face palming. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, oh golly, we don't have any reviews this week because I'm lazy and haven't been playing games. <laughs> Man, I when mean, I, when I say that I'm lazy because I haven't been playing games, you know there's something wrong with me. I mean, if you want me to review Professor the Professor Layton game that I played on the bus, uh, I don't know, I. Th- I don't know how long we've been going exactly, but it feels like it's been a while. Um, so, new releases this week. Obviously, we had Goat Simulator. Um, the Wolf Among Us, Episode 3, is coming out on Tuesday. So, that and uh, um, uh, the last episode of, of um, what's it called? Burial at Sea for Bioshock Infinite. I will, I will hopefully play those. Uh, I also have started playing through the Amnesia Fortnite prototypes. Um, so I'll tell you all about those next weekend as well. Please do. It's going to be fun. Yes. Uh, so thanks for joining us, everybody, for this uh, episode of 8-Bit. I'm Ian Buck. And I'm Ian Decker. Signing off. Ryan's not here, so I'll just make a really big noise that he'll be able to see in the waves. Really big noise. Wait, Austin, come here. (laughs) Here's the microphone. Evil laugh. (laughs) And Oh, man, and then Ryan and Matt will start bugging me about that if I start playing it. Yep, yep, this is going to be a good thing in my life. (laughs) What's a good thing that Ryan doesn't listen to podcasts? (laughs) Well, he's usually here, but... Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, oh man, oh! The Marvel Cinematic Universe will never be the same! What? Comb your non existent tits. Hakuna your tatas. It's. Ah! Uh, you need to watch the movie. Prevent the calamity that is your manners. Uh, well, let's see, there was uh, one one scene where Cap was uh, basically shirtless. Well, he was, he was in a wife beater. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was just like, mmm, there you go. You know. I see. What, Ryan? I know it's attractive. Don't have a racket. Well, attack. I mean, it's just weird. Doing something attractive seems to be odd to me. Like, I don't know. It doesn't seem to add up there. Oh. Uh, it's, it's just a state of being. It's not an action. Maybe it... Well... Are you telling me that people uh, can't ever be more attractive than they normally are? Correct. Interesting. I stare so at a lot we... of screens, so what do I know? <laughs>